Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 19 and 20. And this is a portion of a statement that Paul is making. We are in the middle of it. Some of Paul's statements are so long, you nearly have to read a whole chapter to get to the end of a sentence. Uh, it's not, that's not the case in this particular instance, but we're only going to read the two verses. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Shall we pause for prayer? Our Father, we praise your name this evening. We have praised it already in song and in prayer. We praise your name through the spoken word. And our Father, we pray that that which we speak now will praise your name as we meditate upon that which Paul has encouraged and invited for us to Give thanks always unto God for all things. Help us to have our minds open and our hearts receptive and our wills ready and prepared to praise your holy name. For we ask it through Christ our Redeemer. Amen. All of you learned when you were in school of that first Thanksgiving episode when our Pilgrim Fathers had come to this country and had suffered all of the perils of sickness and lack of food and finally they had had a good harvest and it came fall and they decided that it was time to, to have a time of thanksgiving and praising God for his bountiful mercy to them. I think it is not only our, our pilgrim fathers that need to do that, but we this evening need to take time to reflect upon the goodness of God to us and look at some of the things that he would have to say to us, and I want to use these two verses as a basis of doing that. Will you look for the introduction to simply that 19th verse? When he says, speak to yourselves in psalms and in hymns and in spiritual songs. We were led in that very episode by these two young gentlemen who so well demonstrated their own faith and devotion to the Lord and we have been lifted up by this very thing. But he, Paul admonishes us to join together in singing and notice the last phrase and making melody in your heart. Our hearts can be glad and should be glad in spite of all the things that might be adversary to us. And we'll speak of some of these things as we go along. I think there are three basic attitudes that are expressed by people at large when it comes to the time of thanksgiving. 
There is one group of people who feels that it is unnecessary to thank God because they're self-made. All that they have has come at, uh, at their own hands. They've worked for everything they own. I've heard that expressed, and it may very well be that even some of you have, have expressed that attitude. If you have, listen carefully. The Lord gave us a parable of a rich farmer who had plenty. And the farmer looked out into his fields in the fall when it came time for harvest and discovered that he didn't have barns that were capable of holding the new harvest for he had so much left over from previous years. And so he said to himself, Self, you have much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, be merry, enjoy yourself. And the Lord said, You fool. You fool. This very night, I require your soul. How frail is life. And how fickle is man. That he thinks that he can by his bank accounts. And by his retirement funds. And by his bulging barns. Take care of his life for eternity. When there is nothing within that which he has gained, for which he has worked, that can satisfy anything beyond that one moment when the soul is required. Tonight, I believe that it is very important as we think about praising God that for those who may not feel that, they, that it is necessary for us to thank God for anything, we'll have to stop and realize the condition of their life as compared to this rich farmer and realize that all of that which we have, that we count so much worth, is nothing but dust and will depart from us at our time of death. And we shall go out into eternity void and empty of all that which we have done for all our life. The second attitude that I think we must look at is that of self-righteousness, such as the, the Pharisee expressed when he stood on the street corner with the publican. The Pharisee stood over there and glanced out of his eye to the publican over on his right, and, and he began to pray, and he said, Lord, I thank you that I'm not like this man but I'm so much better. And he began to name all the fine things of his life, how good he was. He named the fact that he had read the Bible through from end to end. He had gone to church every Sunday. Even when he was sick, he showed up. He had prayed audibly before the congregation, and the church liked to hear him pray. He had done so many fine and wonderful things. His attitude was, Lord, you ought to be the thankful one, 
that I'm on your side. Not a tragedy. When man becomes so full and so gloated with his own importance, his own wisdom, his own brilliance, his own product, that he believes God ought to be the thankful one. And yet there are people within our churches today who cannot thank God for what he has done because they're too busy asking God, please, will you be thankful that I'm what I am? But there's a third group. Those, that's the group of those who are truly thankful. We'll have to refer to the ten lepers that came to the Lord and asked for cleansing, for healing of their leprosy. The Lord responded. They asked. He did. And they went away rejoicing as happy as they could be. The scripture says that only one returned to thank the Lord. Only one. There is a legend. It's only a legend, but it makes a point. That God on one occasion set two angels down to earth. The task of one of the angels was to gather up all the prayers of petition, all the prayers of request that the people of earth had made. The other angel was to gather up all the prayers of thanksgiving, of praise. The angels whose responsibility it was was to gather all of the petitions, the prayers of petition for all the things that had been requested. Couldn't take them all back to heaven in one load. He had to come back and get the second load. Whereas the angel whose job it was was to take the prayers of thanksgiving held them in one hand and took them in to the Lord. For there was more requests for the physical needs of life than there was praise for the goodness of God. All to Jesus we owe. We should be saying tonight, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation, so rich and free. Psalm 100, verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. We sing praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless His holy name. I could not go through this sermon tonight without going to some scriptures of praise. I'm going to read a, a number of them. Listen to some of these. And I believe this is the call of the scripture for us tonight. The call of God is for us to come together to praise his name. Listen to these words. Most of them I'm going to read from the Psalms. I may quit before I get to any other because there's so many in the Psalms. I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. 
The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song will I praise him. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I will give thee thanks in, in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. My tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and of thy praise all the day long. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Sing praise to God. Sing praise. Sing praise unto our King. Sing praise, for God is the King of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. Can you hear the, the petition of all of those words? All from the Psalms, mostly from David, calling his people to praise God's name. Is there anybody upon earth that ought to praise God more than us this evening in this congregation? Should not we unite together in praise? I will praise thee forever because thou hast done it all. Well, we don't have time to read them all. But listen to those words. Let's ask this question. When are we to be thankful? When are we to be thankful? I want to suggest three times. Number one, we are to be thankful when God blesses us. When he blesses us. The call that we give in the hymn, count your many blessings, name them one by one, is very real. If there is any time of the year that we ought to do this, it certainly ought to be at Thanksgiving time when we pause in the midst of all of the hustle and bustle of our lives and stop and count the blessings of the Lord. When he has blessed us, we should praise him. We should praise him for the blessings that we have not yet received, but we intend to receive. We expect to receive them. Judah was going into battle in the Old Testament. They prayed unto God for victory. But let me tell you how they thanked him. They took their choir and they put their choir in front of the army and they marched into battle with the choir singing the praise of God and thanking him for the victory that they were going to get. That's faith, people. That's the kind of faith that we need in our heart that we can thank God even when we have not received his blessing yet because we expect it. Thirdly, we need to thank God in the midst of our trials. Old Daniel, there in Babylon, had won the favor of the king but the disfavor of many of the people in the king's court. And they thought there is nothing that we can find wrong with this man unless we can deceive him into doing something against his religion. We ought to have more Daniels in our day and time. 
And so they got the king to decree that no one would worship anybody or pray to anyone except the king himself for a span of time. Daniel knew of this decree, but the scripture says that he opened the window of his house toward Jerusalem, he got down on his knees, and he gave thanks and prayed as was his custom. He knew that this would mean his arrest and possibly his death. But he was not going to stop praising his God because he was in the midst of a difficult situation. Jonah is another one who had disobeyed God so drastically. You remember he got on the ship and they had to throw him overboard and, and the great fish swallowed him up. And in the midst of the belly of that fish, these are his words. He said, I will sacrifice to thee with the voice of thanksgiving. Would you have thanked God from the belly of the whale, as we have come to call it, although it wasn't a whale, it was a great fish. Sometimes in the midst of our trials, we stop thanking God and stop and start blaming God. We start, we stop praising Him when we ought to really be in the midst of praising Him. All of us are faced with our trials. Paul was one who was faced with them. In prison, many, many times, the scripture says that he gave thanks with the irons around his wrists and around his ankles he sang hymns and he gave God praise we all face our problems we face death within our families and perhaps even our own we face all kinds of sickness we face loss of every kind we face being destitute destroyed many times down because we don't know where up is. Weak because we don't know where to find strength. Discouraged because we don't know where encouragement can be located. And it's all in Jesus Christ our Savior. And even in the midst of all of the problems that we face, the future may be bleak. But in the midst of our bleakness, we must praise the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. In what are we to praise? And you will notice there in that 20th verse that we are to praise God always. Thank God always in all things. Job was a rich man. The Lord had blessed him all his life. Blessed him well. He had lots of livestock. He had bulging barns. He had many acres. He had a fine family of boys and girls. And the day came when his children were killed and his livestock were destroyed and all that he had had been taken away and he himself sat with boils from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, covered with boils. And his wife said to him, why don't you curse God and die? And he said, the Lord gave, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's the kind of praise we need to be doing today. We 
when we can't see the future and don't know if our boils will go away and don't know if we'll have our children and don't know if our wealth will remain in the midst of all of that, but the scripture says in Paul's words, always in all things give thanks. Whether you're rich or poor, with everything or in nothing, by prayer and by supplication, Paul said to the Philippians, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. A missionary in London went to visit an elderly lady in the very poorest of London slums. He finally found the little old run-down apartment and went into the house and he found a bare room. No furniture, no heat, no light, not even a bed. The lady lay on the bare cold floor, no pillow under her head and no blanket to cover her shivering body. And he said to the lady, what do you need? She said, I have all I really need. I have Jesus. When Mishael left that room, he wrote this poem. Listen to the words. Only seven lines long, but a powerful poem. He said, in the heart of London City, mid the dwellings of the poor, these bright and golden words were uttered, I have Christ, what want I more? Spoken by a lonely woman dying on a garnet floor, having not one earthly comfort, I have Christ, what want I more? Can we not praise God in the midst of plenty and in the midst of nothing? Thank Him for what we are, for what He has granted, with a heart of attempting to understand His mercy and His graciousness, even if we cannot see the future or what it holds, that we can thank the Lord for saving my soul, thank the Lord for making me whole, thank the Lord for giving to me that great salvation, so rich and free. We need to praise God above everything else today. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Can we do it tonight? You have a closing hymn. I'll tell you what I'd like for you to sing. It's just that chorus that, we're, that I just quoted. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. We sang it earlier. I'm glad you did. Let's stand as we sing it. You don't need a book. You know the words. Listen, as we sing this, as we sing it, well, wait a minute. The, um, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. That's what I mean. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making it all. As we sing it.
listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at james.sheets dot podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.